JD Talking Sports, January 15th, 2017. We have our final four for football. Isaac, I got to get to it right now. I apologize. The Steelers beat the Chiefs 18-16. Now, one team has two touchdowns. One team kicked six field goals. Who do you think won the game? Of course, the six field goal team. Actually, a record was set in the game. Chris Boswell, six field goals, the most ever for an NFL postseason game. 18-16. Now we have early game to next Sunday. Green Bay at Atlanta. Atlanta thought they were playing their last game ever in the Georgia Dome on Saturday. And now they're going to have another home playoff game for their first Super Bowl appearance since 98. Packers 2010. Is it 2010? 2010, yes. They Actually, they, they, they won in Texas Stadium. They beat the Steelers. Wouldn't that be funny, another rematch of that one? 18-16. Crazy. 12-7 at the half. Steelers were up. Le'Veon Bell had 101 at the half. Had 170 for the game, which means that he broke his Steeler postseason record two weeks in a row. Ran for a buck 67 last week against the Dolphins, a buck 70 tonight, 30 carries, 170 yards. Antonio Brown tied an NFL record with his fourth consecutive 100-yard game. He had five for 101 in the first half. He had one catch for seven yards in the second half. Big Ben finishes the game, eh, 20-31, 224. Jesse James is tight end, five for 83. James Harrison had six tackles, a sack, three tackles for loss, 38 years young. Watch the game tonight. They said he spends $350,000 on keeping his body right. Whatever he's doing, it's worth every penny. He is very youthful. Tyreek Hill, the dynamo for the Chiefs, had a total of 45 yards of total offense. Travis Kelsey... He had a better second half than first half. Five catches for 77 yards. Jer- Jerry Macklin, Jeremy La- Macklin, five, two catches for 28 yards. Smith threw for a buck 72, a touchdown interception. Hey, now that the the Chiefs are a kind of a team that bend but don't break, meaning that this year, check out this stat about the Chiefs. Most yards allowed, the Chiefs did, in NFL history per game, while holding their team under 20 points. And this is, out of uh, 1,037 teams, they are number one because they gave up the most yards of any team while surrendering surrendering, surrendering under 20 points a game. Again, it held true today against the Steelers. They gave up 389 yards and 18 points. Amazing, amazing. They actually, over their season average of yards per game, where they averaged about 369, they gave up 389, outgained by over 100, actually 162 yards. Steelers had the ball almost nine, nine, nine minutes more, and Steelers had 20 first downs to Kansas City 16. Just amazing. You went with six field goals. It's just amazing. And Big Ben has not usually been good on the road. He actually threw a red zone interception. 
And it happened on a series where they got an interception against Alex Smith. It was kind of interesting. And you know, I never really thought the Chiefs were going to come back. Even You know what's interesting? They ended up getting 18-16 on a touchdown right before, uh, with a couple minutes left, with with under two minutes, with under three minutes left. And then they were going for a two-point conversion. Spencer were at a one-yard one. They're going for a two-point conversion. Smith goes back. He throws a two-point conversion. I think, yeah, it was Travis Kelsey. Well, Harrison was coming low. He's six foot. He was going against the former first pick of the draft. Oh, man, I'm blanking on him. The kid out of Central Michigan. I'm going to... And he hooked him, Harrison, and they called the penalty. He would have made it 18-18. We would have went to overtime. Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher, yes. Eric Fisher was going and hooked him and dragged him down. Negated the two-point conversion. They ended up losing 18-16. They ran out the clock, the Steelers. Very interesting. He, he, you know, you, you, you saw... You saw Harrison on the sideline. Snot coming out of his nose. Of course, they always show the power snot. Why do we have to see the power snot? I don't want to see the power snot. I never want to see the power snot. (laughs) And they get the win. Unbelievable. Unbelievable win for the Chiefs. I mean, for the Steelers. I'm sorry. Now, I wasn't going to do the podcast tonight. I said, you know what? JD Talking Sports, drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Love to hear from you. And I said, you know what? I want to talk about the games today. The Steelers, I had predicted Steelers 17-14, and they pulled it out. 18-16, kind of close. I was actually kind of close on both games. I think I picked the... Yeah, I I know I picked the Steelers 17-14. I took the Cowboys. Yeah, it was... I picked... It was close. I picked the Cowboys. Yeah, I took Pittsburgh, and I took the Cowboys... Actually, I took the Cowboys 38-35. 34-31. I did pretty well today with the picks. Yeah. I, I got, that's me patting myself on the back. Yes, yes, yes. And let's get to let's get to that. Let's get to that Dallas Green Bay game. Dallas down 21-3. You thought it was over. Dallas had a comeback since 72 against San Francisco in the playoffs from an 18-point deficit. They come all the way back. All the way back. And it's 31 31- Wait, it's 31-28 late in the game. They're driving. They have one timeout left, and they decide to spike the ball with like 40 seconds left. And then on, they get a nice play on second down. On third down, the ball gets batted down, and they have to – Bailey ends up kicking a 52-yard field goal to tie it at 31. Yes, Dan Bailey, 50, 35-60. So now they have one – I think they have two timeouts left. Green Bay at that point. One or two. And on a third and nine, Rodgers like gets out of the pocket, runs to his right, left, and he throws a, a he throws a zinger down the line that Jared Cook somehow gets his feet inbounds, gets a thirty six yard catch, feet in. I mean I'm going to put the picture up with my podcast. I mean, it was an amazing catch. Actually, it was called out, and then the second ref overruled the first ref. Bam. And within two minutes, 
Mason Crosby kicks a 56-yarder to tie it and a 52-yarder to win it, which was a postseason. 56 was his postseason record. Also, well, it would have been as long this was his longest year. They actually iced him on the second one. He made it, and they won with time, as time expired, 34-31. And my buddy Frank, huge Cowboy fan, was like, how the hell? Why did they spike the ball? They had the timeout. They should have rushed a play or whatever. And they gave they just gave him too much time. And then the third and nine play, I don't know who was back on one of the safeties, one of the guys in the secondary cornerback safety was was watching Rodgers and let the guy, let let Cook get behind him, which he you know always happens. You start following the ball, you're not paying, and the car, Cook got got boom down the line. And they said that was the first postseason game with three fifty yard field goals in the final two minutes per the Elias Sports Bureau. I mean, they find a stat for every goddamn thing, but that's a stat they found. Rodgers had come in 4-5 and five in the playoffs since his Super Bowl run in 2010, had his first interception in 318 passes. That happened. Also, they were driving, and I, I think that was a red zone. That was, there was a, they were driving the, the Cowboys, and Dak Prescott had an interception too, but Prescott set a rookie Super Bowl record with three touchdown passes. Prescott threw for over 300 yards. Rodgers threw for 356. Devontae Adams had five catches for 76 yards. Jared Cook had six for a buck for a touchdown. Reggie Cobb had seven for 62. Ezekiel Elliott, 22 for 125 on the ground rushing. Des Bryant, nine for 132, two touchdowns. Des Bryant had a nice game, nice catches. Wade in 659, a touchdown. Cole Beasley, he caught one. I don't know how the hell he got up. He got rocked in the face and smashed his head down on the way down. It's pretty freaking awesome. And, uh, yeah, wow. What a game. What a game. I mean, I thought it was going to be a blowout. To come back, and actually they're down 28-13. They were down 21-3, 28-13. And then to lose it like that, oof, that hurts. That hurts a lot. And they actually, they were down 28-20. They got a two-point conversion to make it 20-all. And actually, it was a design run by Prescott. Well, he's a, a yard out. He's basically not getting in. Well, the guard, uh, Ronald, Ronald Leary, he just grabbed him and flung him in the end zone. That's it, two-point conversion. They, they didn't have Jordy, Jordy Nelson. I'll tell you, going to next, I don't know what to expect. That They got the win. They're going to play in Atlanta. Atlanta's got all the pressure on them because they didn't think they were going to have another home playoff game, and here they are going to have another home playoff game. That's pretty freaking awesome, right? That's a tough one. You know, hey, Cowboys, they couldn't stop them, and I knew with 35 seconds left, I really thought they were going to stop. Third and nine, I didn't think we'd do anything, bam. But they couldn't stop them early in the game, and then they came back. When you're down 21-3, I felt that they should have went for the touchdown go for the kill because I think they couldn't stop Rodgers. I think if they went to, went to overtime anyway, it would have been disaster. All right. We shall see. Now, who do I like next week? I need to think about this. You know, I'm taking, I'm, I'm going to take, see, I don't know if Pittsburgh can beat Le'Veon Bell having three straight weeks. You know what? I'm going to take a rematch. I'm going to take the underdogs. Pittsburgh, Green Bay in the Super Bowl. You know, I think that's what Peter King picked before the season started. And before today, all, uh, playoff games, home team 6-0. and Now they're 6-2. and How about that? Both home teams today, both. Yesterday, both. 
Both home teams won. Today, both away teams won. And yesterday's games were decided by, well, they were both blowouts. 16. What was the game decided yesterday? 18 and 6. 34 total points. Today's games decided by a total of five points. So better games today. Much better. Venus Williams won today at the Australian Open. And then they, I love when they have the NFL draft picks. Texans, 25th pick in the draft. Seahawks, 26th. Chiefs, 27th. Cowboys, 28th. Interesting that both teams that had a bye today lost. Wow. And how about this? You want, you want to hear, hear another crazy stat? How about, let's, let's keep it on the NFL. The Jaguars, the last 20 years, have won more playoff games, 3-5 and five in the last 20 years in the playoffs, than the Cowboys, 2-8 and eight the last 20 years. How about that? And now they're thinking about going for future Sunday night games because of, you know, hey, wow, they had to go to 8 o'clock tonight. Let's keep doing this uh, Sunday night games because it could bring an extra 10 million viewers and end at 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. And then Ray Lewis took issues with Tom Brady's complaining about the officials during the Texans game, said, uh, said Ray Lewis, it's called football. <laughs> yeah, Brady, oh, I'd, love to go, I'd love them to go down next week. That would be awesome. And also, the percent of time teams trail this week, this season, the lowest percentage time, lowest percentage time trailing this season in the NFL. Pats number one, under fourteen percent. Falcons number two, twenty-one eight twenty-one point eight percent. Cowboys number three, twenty-three point six percent. Packers thirty percent, and Chiefs five, thirty-one percent. Well, now the third and fifth teams are out. Interesting. I'm, I'm kind of shocked. I did not expect. I did not expect. I really thought the Cowboys were going to blow them out today. I really did. I mean, I thought it'd be close, but I thought the Cowboys would dominate. Little too little too late. Now we can talk a little Mets. Mets are seeking two prospects to move Jay Bruce. He's eligible as a free agent after 2017 season. Too many guys in the outfield. I like that a lot. Also. Can guys have the same season this year they had last year? Robert Gesellman and Seth Lugo as starters, 15 combined starts last year, 8-3, 2.66 ERA. Now, this is interesting. Mets offense last season, 671 runs on two hundred with 218 home runs. Now, there are at least 160 teams that have had at least 190 home runs. There are at least 160 teams that have had at least 199 home runs in a season. And the fewest runs of those teams was the Mets this past year. 160 teams, Mets had the fewest runs of a team that had at least 199 home runs, and Mets had 218. How about that stat? And Jay Reese Familia pitched the most games the last three years, including postseason 243, and he's tied with Dellen Batances with 248 and two-thirds innings, most relief innings. That's, that's a lot. That is a lot of innings and games Mr. Familia pitched. And Addison Reed, going to last year's career ERA was 4.01, and he had a 197 ERA. Can these guys stand up again next season? I'm not sure. And they've already they already said, listen to this, Super Bowl ticket resale market prices have dropped as much as 20% after Cowboys lost to Packers Sunday. People were hoping for the Cowboys, but as long as Jerry Jones on the team, 
you're going to always have that what if. And Jason Garrett, to me, when his team down 21-3, showed no emotion whatsoever. He kind of looked like he was out of it, looked kind of like he didn't know what to do, and then he got into it a little bit. But he almost lost the team. They looked to, It was like a morgue on the sidelines. But that's a good first playoff game for Prescott and Elliott. They're going to be hungry to come back. The team will be good next year. They'll pick up a couple free agents. I don't think Roma will be back. Prescott showed me something. He played, you know, he didn't look rattled. You know, he brought the team back. Hey, they lost on a fluky play. You know, that's what he did. Spike the ball. Keep the going. I hate that spiking ball. You lose a, you lose, you lose it down. You lose it down. I'd rather them have just uh, tried something. You know, it, it, it came back and bit him in the butt. Gave him too much time on the clock. Well, you know what? That was a hell of a play by Rodgers. And Rodgers make it, makes it look effortless. Now, let's talk about the Knicks and Nets. We'll make this quick. The Nets lost 137-112 to the Rockets at Barclays. They're now 8-32, 10-game losing streak. Rockets and a two-game losing streak. They're 32-11. James Harden at his 12th triple-double. 22 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. Mr. Booker had 18 for the Nets. Rondé, Hollis, Jefferson had 14 off the bench. Nets are allowing an NBA-worst 114.3 points per game. They gave up at least 30 points in a quarter. Outscored 11 in the fourth quarter. Outscored by 17 in the second half. Gave up 63 points in the second half. Yeah. Actually, they gave up a lot of points the whole game. What are we talking about? They, <laughs> they gave up 74 in the first half, 63 in the second That's a lot of points, man. 137 is a lot of points to give up. I mean, they still haven't won in 2017. And then you have the wonderful Knicks. Lost 116-101 to the Raptors in Toronto. Raptors 27-13. and Knicks 18-23. and Hornacek actually took out his starters in the second half. Toronto went on a 27-8 run to outscore the Knicks in the third quarter. Actually, they started the second half on a 25-2 run. And they tied a season high with 42 points in the second period. They were up by 38 points in the third quarter, largest deficit of the Knicks this season. Knicks were outscored 66-30 in the paint. Knicks are 2-10 and their last 12. Five games under 500. DeMar DeRozan had 23-5 rebounds, 5 assists. Kyle Lowry at 16-9. Carmelo at 18. I mean, Rose, yeah, it, it was not pretty. It, it wasn't pretty at all. No. Yeah, that's, that's a bad. That's a that's a bad loss for the Knicks. Rose had 16. Porzingis missed his second straight game with an Achilles. Kuzminskis tied for the lead off. The, oh, well, he had nine off the bench. So did Jennings and Justin Holiday had 17 off the bench. Knicks aren't playing good, and they play the Hawks at home tomorrow for MLK Day. And then after the game, Carmelo talked on trade, trade rumblings. This is, if they feel like my time in New York is over, that's a conversation we should have. And he said to the reporters, they want me out? That's what he asked after the game. Yes, I'd love you out. No mas, I don't want you around anymore. Now, the Broncos promoted a defensive back coach, Joe Woods, to replace Wade Phillips as defensive coordinator. He's liked by the players. They, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see what Vance, Vance John, John, Joseph is going to do. I'm really curious. We shall see. Let's still get the, we still got a, we still got games this past this coming up Sunday. We still got Championship Sunday, where the Pats are playing in their eleventh conference championship game in the last sixteen years. Think about that eleven and sixteen years. It's, I mean, it's unfathomable. I mean, it's just crazy to think about that. Now, I've read a lot today that 
that the reason, the main reason that they lost the game was because of Brock Osweiler. Four times this season, he's had 40-plus passes with fewer than 200 yards. No player since 1950 has done that two times in a season. He did it four times. 40-plus passes with under 200 yards of passing yards. He didn't have a pass longer than 20 yards. Now, next year, he's guaranteed 19. If they cut him before the season starts, it's a cap hit of $25 million. Tom Savage, the next two years, his cap number is 675000 and change and 765000 and change. They're not going to cut him, but, man, if they had a better one, forget about it. And I, I told my father, this blew my father's mind. Some fan paid $52,088 for four tickets courtside on StubHub for tomorrow night's game between the Cavs and Golden State in Golden State. Can you believe that? 52000 and change. How is that possible? That's a lot of money, dude. It's, I, mean, I, I just could, for, for a regular season game? I mean, are you serious? A regular season game, you're going to pay 52000 and change? And also, they're going to launch the NBA, which I like this, NBA coaches to launch the Michael H. Goldberg Coach of the Year Award. It will be voted on by the 30 coaches. The National Basketball Coaches Association. Mr. Goldberg has been a longtime executive director, and they wanted to be recognized. And it will also be recognized by the NBA in addition to the NBA Coach of the Year award that's voted on by members of the media. And I thought this was great by Steph Curry. One thing my pops always told me is you never count another man's money. It's what you've got and how you take care of it. And if I'm complaining about $44 million over four years, then I've got other issues in my life. I just thought that, you know what? I just, Steph Curry, you know what? You got to love a man that says something like that. Hey, I'm making $44 million over four years. What am I complaining about? And they're saying, someone said he shouldn't be an all-star this year. This guy, He's a phenomenal player. He's also dealing with a guy named Durant, you know, a new chemistry in the team, and they're still playing. They're still, what are they, 31-6? and six? I mean, come on. They're 31. I'm sorry. 30, I'm sorry, 34-6. and six. Which comes out to a six, that's a, that's 34 and six over 80 games, 60. So 69 and 13 for a season. Yeah, I'd say anything over 65 games is a great season. I just love when they bash him like that. Crazy stuff. Lindsey Vaughn finished 13th today at a World Cup event. First race in 11 months following multiple injuries. Woman's a beast. And Jimmy Superfly Snooker dies at 73. He's had a lot of controversy in his life. Supposedly, next girlfriend was was killed, and he they, they, there were charges that he was a part of it, but he was acquitted. And I still remember him jumping on the when he climbed on top of the ring and he jumped off. I always liked when he did that. And Travis Kelsey, not angry. No, not, I'm not going to cry over spilt milk, but he said the refs shouldn't be able to work. At fucking Foot Locker. That's what he said. Oop. You know what? I can say the F word on this show. But, hey, I thought there was. I thought there wasn't a lot of calls in the Dallas game. I thought the refs, what they saw and what they didn't see, they had a called a penalty on the Cowboys on a hands to the face. And I thought, you know what? A ticky tack foul. I mean, and then Devonte Adams was going down the field, and oh, and that penalty, the hands to the face, was on Morris Claiborne. And I thought that was a ticky-tack foul. But then Devontae Adams is going down, and they his 
his his shoulder pad was ripped out of his of his shirt and they didn't call penalty and it was like you know he might have a point there that they should work at Foot Locker because I think some of these guys suck or be tied into New York and let them make some calls because they're obviously not making calls that should be made and also this is a I talked about Justin Thomas youngest guy to shoot 59 well he won his second straight tournament the Sony Open this weekend in Hawaii he shot a 27 under which is a new PGA Tour scoring record won by seven strokes over Justin Rose. His last eight rounds, 67, 67, 67, 69. That won the tournament the week before. This week, 59, 64, 65, 65. Last two weeks, four eagles, 51 birdies, 80 pars, eight bogeys, and and one double bogey. That is a serious freaking week, folks. I'm talking serious, serious. Right? That's crazy. That is nuts. All right. I just looked at the time. I got to be up in a couple hours. Trivia question from last show. Most TD passes in first 66 games of an NF, in NFL history. Most TD passes in the first 66 games of an NFL career in NFL history. I'm, I know I'm wording this a little crazy. Dan Marino had 160 in his first 60, 66 games. Tied for second, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Andrew Luck with 124. And Johnny Unitas with 119. How about that? 160 touchdown passes in basically his first four years. That averages out to, uh, I don't know, 40 a season? (laughs) Okay. There are three coaches in NFL history that had 10-plus winning seasons, and none of them them were a losing season. Who were the three? Three coaches who had 10-plus winning seasons, and none of them were a losing season. So these three coaches never had a losing season in 10-plus seasons coaching in the NFL. All right? Peace out. Have a good night.